0: Look at the turn, oh, that was brilliant look Bruce. Gee, it's a good kick, it is a great kick. It's one for the ages, O'Brien, some candy, and then a goal, Lewis. The Hawks secured the services of two handy players and surrendered very little in return. All in all, it was a really pleasing trade period, thanks to the genius of one Graham Wright. We'll be taking a look at the deals that went down, and look ahead to the draft, right here on the Hawk Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mason, and joining me is my co-host, a man who was pretty satisfied with the way things worked out at the trade table. G'day, Tiz. Have to be pleased with that. We kept our first round pick, we kept
1: our second round pick, we got a pick for Smithy, who... We mentioned last week and won't be mentioned again. And...
0: <laughs> He's in the intro. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to fix that. We've had yeah. complaints. No, I'll be cutting a new one for uh, for 2021. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, Carl Hardigan was done pretty early. We'd obviously made a commitment to him. That's why Frawley is well, perhaps looking for another club in St Kilda. That was an interesting aside.
0: Mm, yeah. And
1: and then Poker Face
0: held out right till the end. <laughs> That shot, that shot of Graham Wright looking a bit shifty, what was it from about two years ago at the trade period? Oh, I think it's a bit longer than that, isn't it? Yeah, it might have been. Certainly in our time doing this podcast, that photo gets so much mileage, doesn't it? It does. It's, it's like he knows something. It's because he does know something. <laughs> it's exactly what's going on. He knew to play it cool with Collingwood. So
1: Tom Phillips was just up at the Bundaberg Brewery or something, just chilling out. While all this went on, and that was on his Instagram, which you better tell everybody we've finally started to hit up Instagram with Hawk Talk Pod stuff.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was going to save the plugs to the end, but we are officially on Instagram now. So if you're on the gram, you can hit us up Hawk Talk Pod, search for it.
1: It is so much better for um, following the players. Is that the right term?
0: Uh, yeah, just keeping in touch with them and their, their personal lives and seeing what they've got going on. Yeah, not in any way like
1: following them. All the time, or
0: was that the implication? Yeah, I don't think it does feel a little bit more intimate than I I thought it would. Yeah, I don't think I was going there. Is Instagram like that? Is that um, it's certainly uh, look, I'll grant you this, it's more of an insight than you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, agreed. They uh, some of the players are not. What's sh- wrong with this generation? <laughs> <laughs> the players are not shy about like just just laying their personal lives bare. Yeah. So if you want to know, healthy, like, I guess, want to know what Mitchie Lewis and James Warple are up to in the off season, and
1: well, I must say, I requested Sam Mitchell, but he's by you know he, he has to okay you to have a look.
0: Well, that makes sense. I mean, private account or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, he, he won't be that private next to you. You'll know where to find him. He'll be down at Box Hill. Yeah, that's exciting Exciting. You can get out onto the ground and talk to him, mate, if you really want to
1: Development coach and coach of Box Hill
0: This uh, this podcast has taken a surprisingly strange turn, I didn't think we were going to be talking well, about it. Well, we're this. just excited about it. there's been some changes There um, has been, it, it just, it looks like it was going to be a very underwhelming Oh, you got bored Oh, well, I, I got as bored as Clark and during Tom Mitchell's speech <laughs> I dozed off <laughs> Like, it just seemed it was going to be very underwhelming, but uh, I think that the Tom Phillips deal kind of just brought it home in, into what was a, a true B-plus effort. It, is, it wasn't remarkable or anything by Hawthorne. We we simply got what we needed to do, done. Cheapest chips. Yep. I mean, thank you so much, Collingwood. <laughs> I believe
1: they're playing some of his salary as well, even though it was pick 65. We're, we're
0: paying a chunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but...
1: They're yeah, paying some of it. We'd be paying the line, oh, sure. I'm
0: sure of that. Make no mistake, the pies are universally regarded as the big losers, not only of the trade period, but this deal specifically. Yeah. This was an absolute bargain basement trade in the end. It's it's funny. He's not quick,
1: like so he's not going to be in the Smith mould. Mm. He's a fairly good kick, mm-hmm. but his endurance is very, very good. Yep. Now, the other thing that you pointed out was his brother... Oh, uh, is it Ed? Has been delisted? It was Ed, Ed right? I think so. Okay. From, uh, from, from St. Kilda. From the Saints, yeah. Do you think that's a possibility?
0: Um, I think with list sizes being cut, and we'll get to this later, list yes, sizes okay. been down to 44. So we're two days before. Yeah, the, <laughs> from yeah. the list lodgement. Yeah, and they've gone, by the way, we thought you better know. <laughs> it's long after the trade period. it's It's a good week. Yeah. And then we are going, oh, just um, BT dubs, guys, FII. <laughs> Um You can have this many players, so oh, going to make some tough decisions now, you guys. So are we
1: having the trade period 2.0, or is that not happening now? Oh. Um, that oh. was another thing. They just threw that out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't rule anything out right now, the AFL. We'll get to it later, but there's, there's been some rule changes and... They're just making it up as they go well, along. You're,
1: you're keeping them under your hat, those rule changes. Yeah,
0: well, I'll, I haven't announced them to. you. Well, we decided to do that live on the pod, so everyone's strapping for that. Yeah, I'm going to be very theatric. I think um, Tiz should take some insurance out of his mind, He's I'm going to blow it to pieces. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, look, Hardigan Phillips, like I said, solid B+. Uh, it was very fun seeing us feast on the bones of the uh, Collingwood carcass. I said we'd be vultures, Tiz. That was something that many of our listeners pointed out. I said that Hawthorne would turn vultures, and didn't they just? Well, Collingwood made it easy, mind you.
1: Well, such gross mismanagement. And not only financially by Collingwood in their salary cap, which Mm. is what they're blaming, but I think their man management was piss poor as well.
0: Oh, on on every conceivable front, it seems, they were just... Awful.
1: So where Trelaw and Stevenson have both been vocal in their assaults on the Collingwood Football Club, mm. I love how Tom Phillips has played a straight bat, yeah. and said he didn't have any problems with it. It's very professional from him.
0: I like it. Yeah, that's super professional. I'm sure behind closed doors you would have a thing or two, yeah, but to you say, don't but... need to get,
1: don't need to air that.
0: Exactly right. And we know this is
1: the best part. Mm. He used to wear number nine. Oh, there we are. As a kid, number nine, probably Dipper or Croft. Which one? How old is he?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what, 25, 24, 25 years old So you work that out, you do the maths listeners The young yeah. Croft <laughs> Yeah, well uh, of course he won't be taking the number 9 himself Because uh, that's still occupied
1: Yes, well that's true But he's part of the fold And he's come back
0: to us Yeah, well he has um, relatives that were um, performance managers I think His dad and his uncle were at Hawthorne at one point I heard before So, um, the Hawthorne connection's there. I don't know if that was discussed much in the lead-up. Feels a bit like Tom Mitchell. I mean, we are the family club, so it just all comes back around, doesn't it? People were asking if Suckers
1: is coming back, but I don't think that's happening.
0: Yeah, we heard from one of our listeners, Judy, who thought maybe, um, you know, Suckers might be a recruit, or could be in an off-field role, whether it's admin or media or whatever. Or teaching us how to kick into the forward 50. Jesus, buddy. Could be a role. Yeah. Yeah, jeez, I wouldn't mind that. (laughs) That'd be good right about now. But you watch some of his highlights. That laser-like accuracy would celebrate an M10. Yeah, the pew, pew. pew. Every time the ball would come from the boot... Jeez he some good goals. I really encourage Hawk supporters to hop on YouTube and look at a, look at a few of those highlights. Cause,
1: extraordinary uh, number of goals from outside 50 as well. Oh, yeah. There's, there's
0: a really good one against Essendon where he runs from about the wing to half forward and just lets it set sail and it bounces through. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. So jump on YouTube for that. Uh, so that's the trade period, mate. Uh, we've gone on about seven or eight tangents inside the one segment there, but that's the trade period. Anything else to say about it? I'm pretty pleased with um, where it's gone. Yeah, I got through it with about three hours of trade radio on the final day. <laughs> that's how you should do it. Yeah, that's how it's done. That, that is a sane and, and reasonably healthy level of trade radio. Now, the, the most important thing for
1: most people mm. is that our draft hand is intact. Yes. It's not really improved, though, is
0: it? The club's still working on that. As we know, we can trade picks. Is it right up until the actual draft date we can do it live of... can't we yeah actually yeah i think you're right i'm trying to remember the rules around that i think you are correct in saying that uh currently our draft hand is uh we've got pick 4 which i think we we're, we're not open to moving on in any way um there it might have to be an extraordinary deal for it to budge but number 4 we're holding on to it seems 24 45 46 49 and 72, so a big cluster in the 40s there. Would you entertain a
1: deal for four with someone like um, GWS?
0: It's tough. I mean, we're going to go through some of our, our hand-picked talents before, the guys that we like in the draft. Oh, yes, the, uh, the Hail Marys. <laughs> yes, yeah, some of them seem a bit unlikely. But like,
1: the draft is unpredictable enough at the best of times, but I this know, year, I
0: know with blindfolds on most recruiters... So do you hold on to the, to the pick four in the hopes of getting, say, an Elijah Hollins and hope he's still going to be there? Because he's tipped to go. He could go number one, in which case our strategy's blown out of the water. Then who do we go with?
1: Yeah, I don't think he will go number one. I think we'll be lucky enough. Anyway, we'll talk about this later. Okay. But, All right. but what the other clubs are looking for and what they mm. need and, and what they're prepared to risk because yep. the
0: ACL to Elijah might put a few of them off. That to to your question, the um, would I split pick four? Uh, do you happen to have in front of you what GWS have? I'm, I'm still GWS have ten. Mm. They also have fifteen. Okay, I've read and that twenty. I've read that after ten, it kind of drops off a bit. But even so... I they mean, say that every year. Yeah, I guess they do. And I mean, how's Will Day living? I know that that's it. <laughs> uh, you know, when I see that, when I see when I see split picks, I'm like, geez, a couple of Will days wouldn't be too bad. Imagine if we ended up with something like that. The interesting part for me
1: is the 24, Mm. which is North Melbourne's second round pick that they traded to us. Yeah. If a bid comes for Connor Downey after our pick four and before our 24, that's Mm. eaten up. So we need to find some sort of magic trick to prevent that happening.
0: Well, I'm sure the club's working on that. As much as they play coy about Connor Downey.
1: Mind you, on some of these drafts you see Downey up... About twelve, fifteen, and on mm-hmm. others, you see him drifting back into the late 20s. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. It, it starts when you get around that sort of area of like the, the pick in the 20s, it starts getting a bit uncertain. There's a high uh, variability in where these players actually end up in terms of ranking. So I hope we use our 45, 46, 47 to
1: match for Downey. 45, 46, 49. 49. <laughs> Got to put my glasses back on. and uh, And then probably. There'll be some overs from that, and we'll end up with something in the 60s and then the 72. Do you reckon we'll have that much space on the list to recruit?
0: Well, this is the thing. We heard from one of our listeners, Enns, who hit us up at Hawk Talk Pod. How many players do you think we're likely to pick up at the draft? With the list sizes, I'm hoping two or three max, so we can re sign some of the ones in limbo. Now, I think Enns hit us up before the list sizes were finalized. All right. So, um, but I mean, we had a feeling it'd be around 44. And I think from memory, I worked it out, I think we stood at 37 after, okay, the, after so the trade Okay, So there's a bit of period. leeway there. There is. And we've got a number of guys that are still kind of just hanging around. Oh, oh, by the way, that number 37, I think I've included from memory um, CJ and Cozzy, who, <coughs> uh, who are apparently, according to Wright, that's, they're on board, we're just waiting to hear word. But there's four guys, there's Jones, Moore, Brooksby and Walker, who are the big question marks. So, and
1: isn't there also question marks over how the rookies going to work and that kind of stuff? Did they yeah. actually give, like they gave us a list size, but did they tell us how that's going to be achieved?
0: Or Oh, they, they did. There's variability around it. I think you can have two Category B rookies or right. you know, four Category As or something like that. It's on the AFL website. Um, I don't have it in front of me. But the point is, you can have... So
1: much stuff dropped today. It is oh, ridiculous. Oh, Yeah,
0: exactly. The point is, you can have a maximum of 44 and there's ways to do that. Uh, so how many players do we think will pick up the draft, asks Enns? Uh, I would expect, what, three? At, at least three or four. Yeah. yeah. I mean... You it's know. part of the rebuild, mate. Yeah.
1: We're all in for that, so...
0: Well, I mean, we picked up three last year. We got Day, Morris, and McGuinness, and that, that seems like something we would do again. Um, uh, you know, when you project the kinds of players that will probably keep on as well, I, I would hope that Jones and Moore would stay on. Uh, and then beyond that, I'm not really sure.
1: Yeah, I just want to move that twenty-four. Okay. I want to bring that closer to the four. I want to make sure that we don't have to use that on Downey. No, fair enough. And I'm looking at you, Aston, with your seven, six, and this, yeah, eight or whatever six, it is. Six,
0: seven, and eight. Oh God, yeah. So you're worried about them bidding on Downey? Is is your point? No, I just no, no. Well, if they did it, we'd probably let them have it. Oh, that's the, yeah. Yeah, Hawthorne's not going to try and match a pick that early. No way. I mean, look at the, all the projections for Downey. That would sh- that would surely be overs, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no way it would match something like that. So good luck to them if they want to do it. Uh, we heard from Stephen at Hawk Talk Pod. Will there be any more delistings? We have pick four, twenty-four, and three picks in the forties. I can't see us picking up five players in the draft. I'd love to bundle pick twenty-four and a future second round player. Uh, second round for a player in the first round in this draft or even the Pies' first round next year. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, yep, that works for me.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I think Stevens provided a bit of a roadmap for you there for how you'd actually go about doing something with that 24. It's interesting when you look at our team, like they could, if we recruit good
1: talent, they could be playing by the end of next season.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because there is a couple of vacancies. There's some boys who could easily fit on the wing there. McGuinness could, you know, there's a lot of development that mm. has to go on in this side. I don't think we're going to be uh, challenging, but I think we could definitely try a new
0: style of football. That mm. yeah, Well, you've got to make it count. Just because you're not contending doesn't mean it's suddenly a waste of a year. Like, they have to work out how to get the best out of this development. It, it is a development year. That's how I'm seeing 2021. So Anthony says,
1: with the draft, do we look at selecting a Victorian with pick four? I'm hearing West Coast have told Logan McDonald they'll get him back in two years' time as a Kennedy replacement.
0: Seems like too much of a risk to waste a pick and development on a player that will leave. So Logan McDonald, a highly touted key forward, uh, and and that would make sense. If they're looking at the end of Kennedy's career, West Coast, they're going to want to um, shore up a replacement. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? I would have thought Adelaide would probably take him
1: at pick one. Or pick two, depending on if they bid for um, Jamara, Ugal,
0: ha- Hagen. J-U-H. <laughs> juh Let's go with Jer. Um, What about, uh, is it Tilthorpe? Yeah, Tilthorpe, yep. <laughs> we're split on that one as well. Brilliant, we're doing well. Um, I mean, the fact is he's, he's an SA boy. I mean, we're going to get to him in a sec, but, you know, do, do, do they sort of stick with the local homegrown talent, Adelaide? Is that how they're going to spend their pick? I don't know they seem to lose even if they grow up in Adelaide, they walk away, so
1: <laughs> i mean that that's a that's a massive failing, surely yeah, there's something incredibly wrong over there, so mm. you know they can develop them, but it's just
0: that they leave. what about well, Anthony's asking specifically about Hawthorne? what would we do with pick uh, you inv- have to I think you have to back yourselves, you can't be thinking, all oh, right, we're not going to pick this bloke because he's probably
1: going to want to go home. Yeah, Uh, you just back yourself. We've got a lot of players from right around the country at our club, so it's no need to worry about these kind of things. They create their own networks, and as long as you're a well run club, this is something Carlton should worry about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, as long as we are perceived to have good upside, they're going to stay. Yeah, exactly. If it's a well run club, there's no worries there. We heard from Priggy uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. Any chance we're gonna trade up from our pick twenty-four, try and get another elite talent before Downey. The Bulldogs pick was the obvious one, but now that's gone. Do any other picks stand out? Please let there be a pick other than the bombers' picks. I don't want to deal with Dodoro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: He uh he really did Josh Dunkley no favours, mm, Yeah. And I think um Oh, what's his name? Is in the Bali bombing and came back to North and played an incredible, courageous game that time. And he's up at GWS now managing their list. Mm. Oh, that's And he right, had yeah. a crack at uh, the Doro. He said he makes commitments to players. And... Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, he went
0: very public with that, actually. Yeah, I didn't loved have... it. Well,
1: <laughs> someone needed to hit the Doro between the eyes because he behaves like a
0: supercilious little fella. And... <laughs> I'm surprised the word there was fella. And... <laughs> I thought another F word was coming. <laughs> No, no, he doesn't get me that irate. You put forth GWS as a potential um, club to deal with if we want to get Yeah, I mean, that's a club with way too much talent
1: Yeah, and not enough... They need development specialists. They need to go and get some older heads in there. They don't really need more picks in the first round unless they're going to remain a feeder club
0: forever. So, Mm, mm. All right, well, I I feel like we've fielded Pridgy's question and so we can move on. (laughs) You wanted to look at the uh the talents that we've identified i I know I had a bit of a research, a bit of a read up about some of these guys and so what is it about Elijah Hans mm.
1: that makes every Hawthorne supporter on Twitter pick him first
0: uh the fact that he seems to be an exciting player with an right. incredible amount of upside and not many weaknesses according to all reports so is
1: it an x factor or because he's he's uh, physically he doesn't seem. Anything, diff- anything well, to write home about? 188, 85 kilos?
0: Mid-size, sort of half-forward.
1: Done an ACL, haven't seen anything from him for a while.
0: No, he, look, if there was a season to miss, then... <laughs> it's know, this one, right, yeah. okay. Um, he would have missed it anyway if there was a season in play. So he's, he's coming off an ACL, which might scare clubs off, who knows, but... Uh, yeah. Fingers yeah, well, crossed. Fingers crossed for us. Uh, look, he, he's rated very highly. Some of his strengths will rattle them off here. Overhead marking, scoreboard impact, athleticism, defensive pressure, one-on-ones, goal sense, dual-sided. Are you sold yet, Tiz? I mean, that's an impressive list. Yeah, that Before isn't. we've even got to the weaknesses or areas for improvement. Yeah, well, I think that would, that would be creative with these weaknesses you've listed. Oh, further midfield development and post-injury durability. Well, that's a massive question mark. Can you, in good conscience, list that as a weakness? You just don't know that yet.
1: Oh, mate, ACLs happen to most footballers.
0: Well, sorry, not most, but those that get them, most recover. I was going to say, it's a common enough occurrence. Hmm. Oh, You wouldn't necessarily write the kid off immediately because of it. All right. Well, I would, if he were available, take hmm. that Logan McDonald. Whew,
1: okay, so tell me about Logan McDonald, key he, forward. He won't be available. He is from WA, one ninety six eighty five. The Crows either
0: go with him mm. or Tilthorpe. Sim- similar attributes, I guess. Uh, Tilthorpe. Are we going Tilthorpe or Tilthorpe? Can we have a consensus?
1: Well, I just don't like the th th so Yeah, neither do I. So I just put I. the T on, the, you know, just the hard T at the front.
0: How about Riley? No. <laughs> okay, we'll <we're> go <going> Tilthorpe <laughs> until we're proven wrong by the entire Aval until, community. Until we're on a first-name basis with the Oh. And, and Tilthorpe, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tilthorpe's standing at uh, 200 centimetres. And 99 kilos, mind you. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh...
1: he's developed. Now, the question here is, mm-hmm. there's a lot of big fellas yeah. that develop early, look great,
0: because mm-hmm.
1: they're bigger than everyone else. Yeah. Right? And that's it. hmm Once everyone catches up, or they meet a league where blokes are bigger than them, Mm-hmm. Um. suddenly they're... They're showing up? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that is my fear with Tilthorpe. It is? To be honest. Yeah, well, it is, because you can see the, the sorts of things that people write up about him. Uh, yeah, he's huge, and he uses that to his advantage. He's also long-term investment, yes. rock forward. Yes, exactly, yeah. Great versatility, but um, it needs to develop into one thing or another, probably.
1: Right, whereas Logan McDonald? He's kicking two goals a game yep. and looks like a regular, mm-hmm. turns up every
0: week forward. Yep. Yes, the word I'm arriving at is pure. Pure forward. Right. Okay, that means he can't play anywhere else. <laughs> if you want to see that, well, sure. Yeah, if you want to see it that way, fine. I, I, look, I did have Tilthorpe on my, on my radar here just because, I don't know, it wouldn't hurt to have someone that's versatile for us and can play in the ruck right now. Yeah. If that's what we want to develop him as, then that could be a long term project that Hawthorne sorely need to look at. The other WA boys meant to go in the first five is Denver Granger
1: Barras. Oh the DGB. Yeah. That's also difficult. <laughs> DGB. Anyway, um I would say hands down, definitely going to the Swans.
0: Yeah. Okay. They lost a Lear They lost oh, something makes sense. like that. Yep, that that does make sense. So
1: they will beat us to that talent. Yep. My concern is that North will take Elijah, Hollands. What do they have? They have, they have picked two, I think. Oh, that's right. Okay,
0: so it's but, Crows, Rue, Swans, and then us. But
1: we know someone's going to bid on um, Ugal Hagen, Yeah. And that means that it pushes our bid back. Oh, okay. All right. It doesn't matter. Elijah still may be there. Could happen.
0: Well, there's just so... There's so much unknown and variability around these first five. It feels like they could go in almost any order. Well, I mean, you'd be mad to let um, Logan McDonald go if he's, if they yeah. take
1: Tilthorpe with their first pick, Yeah. if you're North.
0: What about this guy? Uh, I had this guy jotted down as well, Will Phillips, uh, who's a prolific inside mid, regarded as a clean, tough, and complete ball winner, and uh, people sing his praises as a future leader. Yeah, so he was playing with Rowell and Anderson mm-hmm. last year, so uh, Gold Coast will be very keen on him. Contested footy is very much his forte uh, for Will Phillips, boasting hardness and ability. Uh, not so much the flashy stuff, more the in-and-under, which, uh, I don't know, I, I guess the only reason i might be a bit apprehensive about bringing someone like that to Hawthorne is we probably need more of the outside and, and speed and that sort of thing. I feel like we've got enough, enough players that kind of approximate the, the skill set and the strengths that Will Phillips brings, as exciting as he does sound. Uh, he might be a bit too samey in a system, in a midfield system that's already a bit too samey as it is. We're about to cut a player like that, aren't we? we may, well, yeah, we might do, yeah. Jones? Yeah, well, he might not survive the cut. By yeah. the time this episode comes out, they might have made a call already, mate. I mean... Yeah, great. <laughs> so people, bear with us, all right?
1: So uh, one of the interesting ones I've been reading about is a bolter. In this draft.
0: Oh, is it the same guys as I've got listed? No, it's a bloke called uh,
1: Braden Cook. Oh, okay. Different guy. All right. 189 centimetres, 80 kilos. And he grew seven centimetres in the past year. What? Yeah. <laughs> Averaging two goals a game in the under-18s SA-NFL. Right. And uh, he's an effective finisher around goal. Sounds good. And a strong overhead mark where he does his best work aerially. Oh, hello. Yeah, sounds good.
0: All right. So he's a bolter. Where is he? Where has he come from? Where was he projected to? Well, I imagine the seven centimeters helped. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's true. It would help his aerial game, as you <laughs> said.
1: <laughs> Couldn't hurt. But it's just the kind of thing that uh, they didn't have him on the radar at the beginning of the year, and um.
0: I, I guess my question was more at, at what sort of pick are we projecting? Like, is he top ten or top twenty? Or... Well, that's the question. He could go anywhere. Right. Okay. Um, whether
1: they rate it or not mm. there's so much uh, fog of war in this draft you know
0: mm. Mm. can I tell you about my favourite player Or oh, this I is re- your favourite player I reckon so yeah oh, I reckon if let's let's propose a scenario where Hollands is gone Tilthorpe is gone McDonald's gone mm-hmm. and we're like okay who the hell are Hawthorne going to pick I'm just not sure anymore this is a guy that Kaltumi re- really rated and uh I loved his write-up of, uh, of this guy, Archie Perkins. Do you know anything about him? Not a thing. This is probably the first guy that, once I started researching, I was like, I would not mind spending pick four on a bloke like this. All right, he's, he's dubbed an exciting prototype by Cal Toomey, praised his ability to bustle through congestion with power, boasts an explosive streak to step past opponents. Now, you read up on this guy, Tiz, the more you read about him, it just seems he's got X factor of plenty. All right? Uh, words like aggressive, agile, explosive, exciting, damaging. I just feel like Archie Perkins has got fan favourite written all over him. And maybe I'm seduced by that a bit. Maybe maybe I've fallen victim to the hype train. But, geez, I look at his strength. Athleticism, explosiveness, overhead marking, scoreboard impact, attacking instinct. Oh, he looks a rugged type. He's got the headband on, mm-hmm. long hair. Got a bit of the uh, the Joel Spitz about him, actually. With yeah, the hair. I can see that. Yeah. So he's got good skills, does he? He's an exciting player. Yep. So creative yes. And classy. Cre- yep. Creative and classy. Yep. You've nailed it.
1: Mm. Yep. Okay.
0: Yep. me, at him at 10. So well, then, I there you go. It's a little bit far. Yeah. But as you know, I
1: don't like picking up key, well, defensive players.
0: I think Sydney, Sydney need to do that. Yeah, but- can I, well, can I just sell you on him just a bit more? His expertise in terms of position on the on the field, inside mid slash forward, sounds good. Yeah, good combo.
1: What's his height again?
0: He is uh, one hundred and eighty six centimeters and seventy seven kilos. Okay, so he's not a marking forward. No, not necessarily. No, no. It's uh, I'll, I'll be keen to see where he goes. I'm just saying that you you have to look at scenarios in which all of these other guys that we've looked at j- just go. We we pick four, but. There's three blokes we've already looked at who could all just be not in calculations by the time we get our shot. So then you have to look at, well, who else? And I reckon Archie Perkins I'd be very happy with. So there's my tip. A weapon with plenty of potential tears. He's my favourite so far. I might do a bit more research and we'll... Uh, Do you you have a favourite from all these? Are we able to pin down just one guy in particular? You're like, No, I never have favourites going
1: into the draft. Unless we're going to get the Rioli
0: boy. Oh, well, he's committed to Richmond, I think, so... Well,
1: I mean, yeah, but they'd have to match.
0: Yeah, I mean, they say he's committed, don't they? Never know what can happen on draft night. <laughs> One or two.
1: I'd be interested to see what we do about a ruck if we're going to do a long-term ruck pick.
0: Yes, yeah, so we have a question about that coming up later. Um, but for now, there's something really important I want to discuss, Tiz. There's the news that came out today.
1: Oh, this is great, yeah. Um,
0: what's going on around the league, Tiz? Let's see. Uh, Essendon has received... $6.28 million in funding from the state government to complete a $21 million development to its training centre. Okay, so that's what Essendon's up to there. The Richmond Football Club is set to undertake a redevelopment of Punt Road Oval, and the state government chipped in, or will chip in, $15.5 million. Uh, North Melbourne, across town, they're, uh, they're working on an Arden Street development, and they've been granted more than $7 million, also by the state government. Okay? Uh, that same state government... Uh, it's going to allocate $36.6 million towards towards uh, the Wooden Oval Precinct that's Redevelopment for the Western Bulldogs. That's a lot. It sure is. Um, and, oh, look, the government again has announced a $40 million injection into the final stage of the redevelopment of Geelong's GMHBA. That's Cardinia Park. And this new funding announcement comes on top of the Victorian government's previous commitment of $102 million. It's a hell of a lot of money. Sure is. Yeah. So that's... Uh... Money to Geelong, the Western Bulldogs, North Melbourne, Richmond and Essendon. Multi-million dollar contributions to each club. Meanwhile, Hawks fans, uh, this morning, Jeff Kennett claimed that Hawthorne missed out on a $15 million grant themselves for its training facility. uh, Down in Dingley, of course, because of his criticism of the state government. He told Neil Mitchell the club had its project request approved by the department. That's the uh, recreation department. uh, But it was knocked back further up the chain. So it's good to know that uh, we've been overlooked while... How many clubs is that? Five! Five clubs getting a handout from the state government and Hawthorne get silch. So
1: what are we saying? The bureaucracy gave it the tick and someone higher up the chain says, nah It certainly seems that way, yeah. That was uh, the inference by Geoffrey. Yeah, and Neil sort of poo-pooed that. He said, oh, they wouldn't do that,
0: would they? Ah, uh, I mean, what's your take on that? Oh, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would too. I'm sure they've done it. I'm sure it's not a particularly far-fetched insinuation. So can Jeff just zip it for, for just a hot minute? I yep. mean, while we're trying to secure all this funding for Dingley? Because clearly, it's come back to buy him. So you think they're blackmailing Jeff? You shut up, we'll give you the money. I don't have to say that, because Jeff said it himself. In a way, he has said that. He suggested that. That is what... Jeff Kennett, the president of the Hawthorne Football Club, has said he has admitted his well, role... Well, I mean, he's, he's pointing out that the government have been tremendously petty
1: in taking his individual self-expression and using it against the Hawthorne members. That is what
0: he thinks, OK? It doesn't matter what you think, and it doesn't matter what I think, and it doesn't matter what any Hawthorne supporter thinks. Jeff Kennett has said that he compromised the funding for our Dingley project. Now... My question to you is, what do we do with this information? Well, me and you scrutinise it, like we're doing now. Uh, What does Jeffrey do with this information? Uh, Maybe use it as a learning curve? If he really (laughs) thinks that way, if he really thinks that his comments played a role in uh, denying us funding... Styming it. Styming it. Then maybe he should use that as a cue to maybe just, I don't know, taper it off a bit? You know what's going to happen, don't you? Go He's on. got
1: nothing to lose now. This is going to get 10 times worse. They don't know what they've done. <laughs> oh, no. Now I'm concerned. What's he holding back for now? They've already denied him the funding. That is the logical conclusion for Jeffrey. This is all hands to the wheel now. The other point is that this project has been on the table for a long time that the Labor federal government, uh, mm. well, could have been government, Yes. Yep. had earmarked. A large amount of money to get this project done. Had they won, yes. Although that didn't quite work out, though, did it? No, and Jeffrey didn't turn up to that conference, <laughs> that presser. He was notably absent. Mm-hmm. What I would like, look, I think we could put all the pressure on Dre- Jeffrey, and I think all the pressure is on Jeffrey to get that money from somewhere. Yeah. Just to get it done. We've got it. It's all shovel ready. It's been shovel ready for a while, <laughs> right? Yeah. But we, if, I mean, if he can't get contacts either in federal, or in the state, mm. to get the money to get, to get this beginning and moving. And if everyone else is getting, what's this, about $220 million that the state government piñata, you know, yep. maybe you do whack it harder. I don't know what you do, right? There's just mm. money confetti out to all these people. They're looking to stimulate the economy. How the local member for Dingley mm. doesn't take up this cause mm. and go, this is going to stimulate my local members and, you know, we're going to build our economy. How? What's his name again? The great and honourable, of course, Uh Martin Pacula. Oh, that name rings a bell. Yes, yeah, he's into horse racing. Um <laughs> Fantastic decision there, opening the Cox Plate day. <laughs> that that lasted all of uh six hours, was it? Yeah. Announced on the about five pm.
0: it, yeah, it was inside one evening. Retracted was down. by about
1: ten. Yeah. yeah. He also spent one evening to. Yep, the department, the head of his department signed the blokes for unified security who did the hotel mm, quarantine. Okay. Now This guy is, um, he's just got a fantastic record here. The jobs minister as well. He's got a hell of a lot on his plate, this fella. In, 20, in sure. 2020, are you I'm sure? I'm not sure he's really given us, you know, a good hearing here. I'd like to give him the opportunity to probably find the cash.
0: Oh, No. What do you think? If the phone's come out. Oh, dear.
1: Do you think we should uh, give him the opportunity to find the cash? Or do you think <laughs> any, any Hawthorne supporters that happen to live in that electorate, I'm sure he'd love
0: to hear what from What are you him. doing with your phone? you got no, me I'm worried. I'm just
1: trying to work out. These are all the things he's in charge
0: of. If you can name I you him. were calling him, for no, God God's sake. Oh, whoa. You know, that, oh, just, actually, I've got his number here. We oh, you want oh, me to give it a rewind, If you listen to that back, it fully sounds like you're about to call him. Oh, why not?
1: <laughs> Minister for Racing, Minister for Tourism, Sport, Major Events, Industry, Support and Recovery, for Trade, for Business Precincts. I mean, all this is gone. Yeah. To the, hell in a handbasket. All the whatever. great
0: portfolios for 2020. This is
1: exactly what you don't want, right? Yeah. Okay. So he's had a lot on his plate. I would like to give him the opportunity to find this cash, this 15 million, <laughs> because obviously he'd made some bad decisions. This is another one to the list. Okay. You can fix it, Mark. I remember hearing him on Ross and John, you know, Ross Stevenson. He's yeah. a great Hawthorne man. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is saying, you know, down in Dingley, it'll be a great development. He's talking about how it was going to go from a garbage heap to, you know, something they could actually use in the community. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people have pointed out that we don't have an AFLW side. And perhaps this is, you know, one of the reasons they're withholding the money. But then you look at Richmond, who basically destroyed their women's... The VFLW. Yeah, and uh, they seem to have... How much cash did they get, even though... Uh, Let's see, uh, 15.5. Oh, that's a bit more Even though they're currently the most successful club in the league?
0: Yeah, that's actually approximate to what we were asking. We are asking for 15 million.
1: Now, the caveat here, of course, Mm. is the idea that Hawthorne never gets any money from any level of government. (laughs) Yeah. And it seems only Tassie opens up their funds to us. Mm -hmm. So uh, are we just, you know, maybe we've... Maybe we don't go with a brown and gold begging bowl. I don't know. The gold might tip him off. What do you reckon?
0: I mean, you've done an astonishingly good job at redirecting the blowtorch away from Jeff Kennett. Look,
1: Jeff Kennett should be, as an individual, allowed to say what he likes without the petty endeavours of the current government coming to bite all of us on the backside. Yep. Having said that, it's up to him if it is his fault. Correct this
0: Which he says it is Right Yep That's and it's, not me and That's, this is He always, said that This
1: has always been his task I've been frustrated With the lack of progress In Dingley for a while now At least mm-hmm. two years I mean we've turned up To two AGMs That's all they've spoken about Practically Yep And what's happened Nothing So now they've got a COVID has happened They've pushed further back On all their You know yeah. Calendars They're just yeah. pushing it Into the in, Into the future kicking the can down the road, and and, and uh, what it does do is it makes it very, very hard to plan as a club.
0: So what's the next step from here?
1: Well, uh, what do you want to do? Sack Jeff and install someone that's comestible to the current government and get the cash out of him?
0: No, I'm not saying that that's an instant A to B play. I don't I- think you're going to get
1: the cash out of him anyway. I don't know what they have against us, but there's definitely something. Perhaps Martin is still regretting... All those losses Carlton had to Hawthorne. <laughs> he is a Carlton member and devout Twitter
0: follower. How do you want to play this? Like, like, do you want to be tinfoil hat thinking or what? Do you think that they're deliberately snubbing us or don't you? I just want to get your opinion.
1: Oh, they've definitely snubbed us. Okay, so you're... But whether it was ever on the cards that we were going to get the funding anyway is another thing.
0: Well, it was for someone in government that at least got ticked off by the department, the recreation. Yeah. So, someone liked it. But, you know, at the end of the day, the story here is that Jeff thinks that he cost us. Three yep. more years. Three more years. <laughs> Are you serious right now? Well, this is a guy that's meant to lead our football club. Well, hes I've, I've been critical of him. He just hasn't delivered on this. Oh, I'm not attacking you. I'm not attacking you. I'm just just—I'm airing my grievance. And what he has done is he's installed two
1: people at least capable of challenging him for his role in the future
0: yeah as they should off the back of this someone needs to give him a good kick up the ass because this is not good enough and there's no sign of him changing so do you want to lead hawthorne or what well, because this isn't leadership what criticizing the government is fine do as far as i'm concerned Mate, do it on your but own. But he still has do to get the funding. Do it on your funding. own time. Yeah, that's right. But he still right. has to get the funding. And yeah. by his own measure, he thinks that he has failed because of something that he well, said. Well, he's calling them out for a petty decision
1: that's personal rather than in the public interest, which is entirely for him to do if he thinks that that's... Because they are meant to govern for all Victorians. Yes, I agree
0: with that. But you have to you have to step into his shoes. You can't expect him to be mute. Yeah, I okay. can I can. If he is going to be the president of the Hawthorne Football Club and needs to protect our interest and thinks that by saying anything he will hurt Hawthorne's interests then he is to shut the hell up. And that is the bottom line.
1: Nah. That's yes. not how it works with Jeffrey. Well then don't have Eddie, him be president. That's not how it
0: works with any of them. If he, you can play one game or the other. He can say what he likes and not... He's not beholden to us. He is beholden to us. He constantly says it. He, he, he panders to us at the AGM and says that we, we have... He doesn't pander. Oh, no. We have an obligation to look after our members. Custodians. Custodians. Yeah, that's exactly it. And he'll constantly bang on about that and then do something like this. Yeah. And and for something that, you know, uh, that flies in the face of what's essentially meant to be a community centre, for funding purposes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but it's well. but what it is. They, they, they deemed it that because they want more money for it. But... Look, it's just, it's not good enough for a leader to do that. And if he thinks, that's by his own assertion that that's how it works, that he can't say anything without there being some kind of retribution from on high, Mm. if that's the game he thinks he's playing, then he has to play it better. And that is to either not be president or be president better.
1: I'm more angry at the assertion that uh, all the funds are politicised.
0: It's disappointing, but, I mean, welcome... You've joined us in the real world, Tiz. <laughs> that's just how it works. Well, I think they need to be called out on that, and I think he's done that well. He can Literally anyone li- literally anyone can call them out on that. Mm. The president doesn't need to, because that's what got him here. Now, there are a lot of other board members that should be able to get us
1: over the line, right? <laughs> it's not just Jeff.
0: And who are they? Where are they're they the ones in all this? The, They're the
1: ones that made the deal with Albanese. Where, where are they in all this? I don't know. I don't know. I... That's part of the problem. That we've only got Jeff there. Yeah, if the others were more yeah. vocal. He it, it wouldn't be so deafening. <laughs> I, uh, I I lament this story. I, it's just anyway, it's just a bit of money. It's only fifteen
0: million dollars. We'll oh, get there without on.
1: it. We've never got anything. Even when we were on our knees,
0: yeah, they wouldn't give us anything. You confessed to being frustrated before. You want to keep on going through this for another year yeah, well, or I'm two gonna, years or however I'm long not it takes. Give up my, you know,
1: or anyone else's. They know we don't bloody vote Labor as a as a bloody club anyway.
0: That's probably why they're taking it out on us. It doesn't have to be so political. It just has to be about a president of a football club being the president of a football club and protecting their interests. Please and write not... in
1: and tell us the last time we got government funds
0: from the Irrelevant. Victorian government. Irrelevant. <laughs> if you think there's even a little bit of a chance that something you say can affect our goals as a football club, then you don't say it. And... All I'm hearing... Oh, they're too thin-skinned. You're being ridiculous. All I'm hearing from Jeff is the recognition that something he said affected the landscape. If they can't
1: take criticism
0: and still make the right decisions, then they shouldn't be in office. But they are in office. And that's it. So you have to do it. You, You have to be more sensible than doing anything that Jeff has done throughout the entirety of 2020. So many own goals. I brought it up last time. The whole relegation comment is just a perfect... The encapsulation of just everything that's so dumb about some of the stuff that he does. And you want to know the real tragedy, and we discussed this off air, is that if you listen to the rest of that 3AW segment with Neil Mitchell... He actually
1: sounds quite reasonable.
0: Yep. (laughs) Some good ideas. Some good ideas about the broader um, pandemic response and roadmap out of this. And well-defined criticism.
1: Yep. And it's... Maybe Twitter's not the avenue for this kind of thing. Who'd have thought it in the year Trump... (laughs) it's <laughs> around, the Twitter may not be the best. They'll start slapping him down with those disclaimers Hannah. soon.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've loved that meme actually. We oh, really? To put your own disclaimers
0: on shit. Oh, oh dear, dear. Okay, are we done? Can we put that to bed now? Oh, have we got the money yet? <laughs> where is it going to come
1: from? Where, well, where... Martin, obviously, you know, we just could you actually get him on the line? Well, I mean, he he doesn't seem too... um,
0: Difficult to track
1: down. No, I mean, he likes a media appearance. (laughs) I, I doubt whether he'd enjoy some of the arguments. I think he'd deny that they'd put it down due to Jeff's personality. Oh,
0: well, of course, all of it's going to be denial. No one's ever going to fess up and be like, yeah, you know what? He heard my feelings. Yeah, Jeff did rub <laughs> us up the wrong way. So we denied him $15 million. Like, they're uh... not going to do that. They're not going to ever say it. The point is, and we're going to tie bow in this now because we need to, we need to move on. The point is... Cut half of it, right? No. I think I'll leave that all in, actually. Jeff knows what he's done wrong here, or at least he suspects what's happened. And it's up to him to... Change his ways. He feels he's failed the football club. That was his admission. It's not mine. That was his. He went on radio. He said it. Whether it was tongue in cheek or what, I'm not really sure, but he said it and it's up to him to change. And I hope that he does because God knows he's got three more years with him. So... Anyway, Martin, the um, the line's open. DMs are open.
1: <laughs> and um, and I hope your checkbook's open.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a way to put a pin in that discussion. Um... Oh, this would be a good segue. Uh, umpiring and rule changes. Oh,
1: <laughs> this is like...
0: We're <laughs> running the emotional gauntlet here. Helmo, or whatever that gif is. Helmo. Oh, with the, the burning Elmo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's not, a bad, um, not a bad way to look at it, actually. That's kind of how it feels.
1: All right, so how many rule changes are there, Nick? I'm
0: uh, in my yoga pose and i can take the stress of it <laughs> calm blue ocean calm blue ocean tears there's at least four that i'm seeing. i have managed to find something on the afl's twitter account that has uh, a little doctored up graphics that make you uh, it just puts them in a nutshell a nice neat little package so it's, it's not bartlett's doodlings about how the rule changes <laughs> should happen or... no no these are all very profesh okay so first cap off the rank the location of the market kick-ins is it something you want to change you thought there was a problem Never with it? occurred to me. Okay. Well, it occurred to the AFL.
1: Um, because the... basically, whatever you do, as we've noticed at the kick in, you just shift the defence further back. And if mm-hmm. there is a turnover, it always benefits the attacking side, not the mm. defending side who's just had the kick out because there's so much space in the forward 50.
0: Yeah. But go on. Okay. Location of the market kick ins. The mark shall be set at 15 metres from the centre of the kick off line towards the centre of the ground at kick-ins. This was previously set at 10 metres. Okay, well that's, a, that's something that won't have any real effect on the game. Yep. Right, player standing the mark. The defending player will only be permitted minimal lateral movement on the mark. If the defending player moves off the mark in any direction prior to play on being called, any direction prior to play on being called, a 50 metre penalty will apply. The defensive team is unable to substitute the player on the mark. Why? Next rule! Maximum 75 player interchanges per match. Rotations will decrease from 90 per match in 2020 to 75 per match in 2021. Each team will continue to be permitted four interchange players.
1: Okay, so 75, what's that? The level of about 2005 AFL standard? Is that players are going to be more fatigued? Who's that going to benefit? Well, more, more experienced teams. I was reading a... Um, so all the young teams are going to be really, really hamstrung by this. Oh, that's good for us, isn't it? As uh, we
0: rebuild. Well, maybe. Maybe. I read from Stephen Hawking this is to create more uh, Dustin Martin type moments.
1: Does he mean the Dustin Martin type moment where he goes back for a set shot at goal that's easily kickable and kicks to the left because he's got Stuffed? muscle fatigue?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, there'll be more of those. Yeah, absolutely. So that's all good. I can
1: see goal kicking accuracy shooting up. That's I mean, a- what they should have is just add breaks after points. I mean,
0: surely that's obvious. That's what they want to do, Tiz, I'm telling you. And that's my tinfoil hat moment for the episode, to tell you what. Uh, the other one concerns the VFL and East Coast competition. Three players inside 50 metres at stoppages. So mm-hmm. a minimum of three players from each team to be stationed inside 50 metres, including one pair in the goal square at all kick-ins, boundary throw-ins and ball-ups.
1: Okay, I don't mind that. Yeah, right. I don't want to see that in AFL, but in, in the VFL, I would like to encourage less team tactics and more one-on-one. So they're the
0: four that I have here, um, and I don't think we're going to it more in depth than that as we seek to move on and wrap up the episode with some miscellaneous listener questions. But what are your thoughts overall, Tiz?
1: Do we have to keep changing the rules all the time? I mean... Apparently we no, do. What about the quarter lengths?
0: Uh, I don't think they actually included that in that release. okay. But you, but you know the AFL. We only just got list sizes, so it'll take a, until about round three next year, and we'll finally have that confirmed. How long the games actually go for?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's um, at some point, they're just using COVID and as an excuse. Absolutely, they, they are. Yeah. yeah,
0: This is taking the piss. This is ridiculous. Anyway, we move on to less ridiculous things. Miscellaneous listener questions we heard from Nell at Hawk Talk Pod. When will we get someone who can take a contested mark and kick goals? Now, I know Mal was very high on securing Ben Brown. I think that's what he's referring to. Ben Brown and gold, I think was the hashtag. Yeah, hashtag Ben Brown and gold. Uh, I believe that we do have people that can take contested marks and kick goals. Mm -hmm. Uh, The delivery is just um, a bit shoddy. And the forward structure is a bit shoddy. And the entire system is a bit shoddy.
1: Well, I mean, the forward line hasn't been a priority for two or three years now.
0: Yeah, but we've got some new blood in there now. We've got McRae. So that should be interesting. He worked as wonders at Richmond, and now he's taking care of the forward line for Hawthorne, so... Great. <laughs> what do you say like that? I don't know.
1: We... It won't be a panacea. He won't fix it overnight. This is going to take a while for him. Yeah,
0: no, that's fine. That's fine. I just appreciate a bit of new blood in that role, is all I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Well, if anything, I'd rather our midfield played like Richmond
0: than then the forward one <laughs> played like Richmond. But anyway. Fair enough. Uh, we heard from Daniel at Hawk Talk Pod. First list lodgement is this Friday. Who makes the cut? Well, as we said, CJ and Cozzy are back to get another year. Uh, so that leaves four players. So we don't really know the futures of Brooksby, Walker, Jones and Moore. Who do you reckon, is Moore stays and probably Jones. Yeah, they're the two I have. Um, we heard from Judy the Matt Suckling thing is he going to return to the club Uh, I wouldn't say so as a player do you reckon he's done Matt Suckling for his career yes yeah I'd say so we heard from Dino at Hawk Talk Pod seriously what are we doing with our ruck situation unless big boy stays there full time as he gets up in age we have a massive gap we do have a massive gap and you've made it even larger
1: by not including Keegan going into next year how much footy does he have left in him really which is
0: why we should probably be recruiting a ruckman Yeah. Don't you think? Yes. No, I do think. Hmm. Absolutely. We should be on the lookout for any talent of that ilk um, as a long-term prospect. Yeah. Swallowing the bitter pill of a long-term ruck prospect. No, it's going to be hard. Yeah.
1: I'm not not looking at you saying it's
0: going to be good or easy.
1: No, I know. But uh, we did that with Pitnet and got up and left. That's right. Hmm. Because we backed
0: Segler. And uh, how are we all feeling about that?
1: Well, I mean, he was injured, as we've heard.
0: All right. Okay. Well, I... I guess I'll keep my faith in Segler for another year and see what haven't happens. haven't got any there. other choice. No, <laughs> that's right. It's him and Reeves, and we just haven't seen anything of Reeves yet. Not really. So um, it's got to be Segler. Hell of a responsibility. We heard from Justin for our last question here uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. For the draft, Hollins is my crush. He can play inside and outside mid and play forward. We also get speed and kicking with Downey. With pick 24, I want to grab a young ruckman who can be developed, who has ability, instead of these moneyball ruckmen we keep trying to strike gold with.
1: Yeah, I understand that point of view. And mm. uh, yeah, I'd love to develop a decent ruckman. It doesn't seem to happen at Hawthorne. Just... Even yeah. Max Bailey was robbed of a illustrious career. He was a very good ruck, mm-hmm. but uh, injuries...
0: Took him down. Are you lamenting the fact that we couldn't secure Pruce? No. Okay, fair enough. Um, I don't know whether to go with this or
1: not, but Jeffrey has tweeted. No way. No way. What has he tweeted? The decision of the Sydney Gaming Authority to deny Crown a gambling licence should now result in all current Crown board members replaced immediately. They have
0: totally failed so many tests. Did he actually do that? Yeah. Right, listeners, we'll leave it there. No, um, <laughs> I mean we have to wrap up
1: anyway. So tell everybody about your Connor Ash post on Instagram. People want to see this because this was an obvious <laughs> troll on Tiz.
0: No, it wasn't. No, I developed that. Connor two Nash. thumbs up. It says cool. Yeah, Conan Ash, the two thumbs up says cool. No, that was supposed to be a fun way of just shutting down any trolls that find us on social media. Oh, okay, it really? Works, it works really so well. It's an anti-troll. Well, yeah, it's an anti troll manoeuvre, it's just Connor Nash two thumbs up. Yeah, okay. Saying cool, it's it's worked so far. Has so. it? Well I assume they don't know who he is. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's so harsh. They don't really know how to respond. Wow. Like, well, he seems to be a Hawthorne player. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh we are on Instagram. That is the new addition to the uh the Hawk Talk Podcast social media family. Uh hit us up on Instagram, you can find us there. Uh we're nearing three hundred ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, his and the fact that people would take the time out of their day to tell us how much they enjoy the show, that means a lot to us. And uh, we encourage you to, uh, to jump on Apple and rate and review the show if you do enjoy it. Twitter, at Talk Pod. The next big milestone is 2,400 followers. We'd love to hit that. So jump on board there. At Hawk Talk Pod is the place to go. And Facebook, we're loving reading the banter lately. They're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. And uh, Patreon is the big one for us. If you want to support the show, sling us a few bucks. Uh, Patreon.com slash HawkTalkPod. So, what's the go from here? Uh, well, we're not done. Not by a long shot. Obviously, we've got the draft. That's the big one. Um, we've still got the Ruffy book to review and Crimmo. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. St- we've been promising that for a while. So, we're going to rebrand those reviews as our stocking stuffer segments. Like, you know, listen to our show and, and see if, if it might be a good Xmas present for a and Hawk Rubble's supporting relative. we've also
1: got the um, the 2022 team as we see it going forward. The 2022 team? Yeah. Yeah. We've got to work out where the what um, holes we need to plug. And, oh, right. Uh, so looking way we'll be, ahead. Yeah, we'll, what we'll be taking into the... you Because know, that's what they do. They look two years ahead. They look five years ahead. And they work out, all right, we need to recruit for this. If this guy goes down, are we well covered in this mm. area, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: And uh, we want to get Ash Brown on as well. I think it might be a good final episode to have a, a 2020 retrospective and catch and he, up with Ash he finally. He has a good handle on the draft yep. and what Hawthorne might be looking for that'd be great to hear from him. it's been quite a while um, I think that'll be it for this episode mate well one final
1: tin rattling to Martin or
0: <laughs> what's going to happen from here
1: what's hap- what's happening with Dingley who knows obviously we need some injection but uh, I, I reckon we just keep crying poor until they listen to us yeah people respect that <laughs>
0: <laughs> big powerhouse club like Hawthorne that'll go down well <laughs> doesn't work well. I can see why the Dodgers and Geelong go as much as they did though. We do need to wrap up. Uh, we'll be back real soon. More draft stuff coming your way on the Hawk Talk Podcast. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.